Good evening. Our psalm tonight is Psalm 18, and we'll be um, reciting verses 1 through 20, and that's found on, found on page 359. Uh, the other passages are in the chat bar, and evening prayer begins on page 21. Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. O Lord, we beseech thee, absolve thy people from their offenses, that through thy bountiful goodness we may all be delivered from the bands of those sins which by our frailty we have committed. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord and Savior. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open now our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 18, on page 359. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my stony rock and my defense. My Savior, my God, and my might, in whom I will trust, my buckler, the horn also of my salvation, and my refuge. I will call upon the Lord, which is worthy to be praised, so shall I be safe from mine enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the overflowings of ungodliness made me afraid. The pains of hell came about me, the snares of death overtook me. In my trouble I called upon the Lord, and complained unto my God. So he heard my voice out of his holy temple, and my complaint came before him, and entered even unto his ears. The earth trembled and quaked, the very foundations also of the hills shook, and were removed, because he was wroth. There went a smoke out in his presence, and a consuming fire out of his mouth, so that coals were kindled at it. He bowed the heavens also, and came down and it was dark under his feet. He rode upon the cherubim and did fly. He came flying upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place, 
his pavilion round about him with dark water, and thick clouds to cover him. At the brightness of his presence his clouds removed, hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered out of heaven, and the highest gave his thunder, hailstones and coals of fire. He sent out his arrows and scattered them. He cast forth lightnings and destroyed them. The springs of water were seen, and the foundations of the round world were discovered. At thy chiding, O Lord, at the blasting of the breath of thy displeasure. He sent down from on high to fetch me, and took me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strongest enemy, and from them which hate me, for they were too mighty for me. They came upon me in the day of my trouble, but the Lord was my upholder. He brought me forth also into a place of liberty. He brought me forth even because he had a favor unto me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes. Remember now your Creator in the days of your youth, before the difficult days come, and the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them, while the sun and the light, the moon and the stars are not darkened, and the clouds do not return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble, and the strong men bow down, when the grinders cease because they are few, and those that look through the windows grow dim, when the doors are shut in the streets, and the sound of grinding is low, when one raises up, rises up at the sound of a bird, and all the daughters of music are brought low. Also they are afraid of height, and of terrors in the way. When the almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper is a burden, and desire fails. For man goes to his eternal home, and the mourners go about the streets. Remember your Creator before the silver cord is lucid, for the golden bowl is broken or the pitcher shattered in the fountain, or the wheel broken at the well. Then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit will return to God who gave it. Vanity of vanity, says the preacher, all is vanity. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yes, he pondered and sought out and set it in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find acceptable words, and what was written was upright, words of truth. The words of the wise are like goads, and the words of scholars are like well-driven nails, given by one shepherd. And further, my son, be admonished by these. Of making many books there is no end, and much study is wearisome to the flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. 
He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twenty-fourth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrow. Then they will deliver you up to the tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. 
Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. I'm noticing as we come to the end of the season of Trinity, we have just a week or two left before we start into Advent, that our lessons in the morning and the evening are starting to take on a type of uh, darkness. Um, we see here a lot about death and judgment and betrayal and unfaithfulness and vanity. And so um, as we started Ecclesiastes, we started with Solomon's, his um, his feeling of uh, regrets and, and his feeling of maybe failure. And he talked about vanity of vanities, all is vanity. And so in chapter 12, as we come to the conclusion, he's crystallizing the book's message. And, and like I mentioned, the darkness, the message is that death is imminent and with it comes retribution. And he, he made a difference he, throughout the book. He was talking about the difference between enjoyment and judgment. And they're strange partners because they come together in this section because they both clamor for our, our deepest commitment. We want to feel good, and we, but we want to avoid judgment. So um, one does not usually win out over the other because in a world that was created for judgment but damaged by sin. So judgment, enjoyment, pleasure, they're, they're all held in this tension and this balance that we have to find. So too much pleasure, um, judgment stands as a threatening force, and with too much judgment, enjoyment suffers. So in the end, we're, um, they're both prominent themes of life, and, and the only way to resolve them is in our relationship to God which is the primary uh, issue of, of life and, of course, of Solomon's book here in Ecclesiastes. So verses 7 and 8 shows a really gloomy picture of old age, but it doesn't negate a truth that old age can be blessed for the godly. And I'm thinking of Psalm 74 where it says, Don't let my gray, hair, uh, gray head go down into the grave until I've taught these. Well, I'm going to do my paraphrase. I've taught these young whippersnappers about you and about your greatness. But it, it does remind the young that they will have the, they won't always have the ability to enjoy the blessing of, of old age or strong, strong service to God if they don't remember the creator while they're young. So it's a, it's a call for the old, for us older folks to, to be faithful and true to God. And it's also a call for the youth to grab and find God while they can. And so I don't know if you've been to a stationary store. Um, but I think when you see a, uh, uh, lists of things or you, when you see like papers that you buy or uh, forms that you fill out, you can't go anywhere in a stationery store without finding three or four or five uh, papers called things to do today. And so time management experts agree it's the beginning of real productivity, productivity when you can um, write down what has to be done and then prioritize it. So I want to suggest here that Solomon, the wisest man in history, weighs in on this subject. 
He prepares your daily to-do list for the rest of your life when he wrote verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's to all, all of man's duty. So in other words, uh, if you do fear God and keep his commandments, that's enough for every day. Um, the reason is that God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. So in the end, what, what Solomon calls people to is, is to uh, put God number one in all that they do. And that's how he will find the balance. So in Matthew, we find Jesus giving the last of his five discourses. And uh, this one was giving on the Mount of Olives. And it's, um, I guess, rightfully called the Olivet Discourse. And the topic is things to come. And so I think in our in Christianity, in the history of Christianity, they've taken this Olivet Discourse and um, get a lot of different theories about how Jesus will come back. We, all, we should probably focus on the idea that we all believe that Jesus will come again to establish his kingdom. But a lot of people want to take some of this Olivet Discourse and, and say it means this. This is how it will happen, and that's how it's happening. And what we've learned from the book of Job is that we, we just remain patient and steadfast and believe what we're supposed to believe, and God's going to take care of the rest of that. So Jesus made um, um, a, a few prophecies, or he prophesied about a few things. Uh, probably the the biggest one there is the destruction of the temple. He said not one stone will remain standing. And uh, in AD 70, um, probably about 40 years later, uh, the Roman general Titus came in. And, the, and what had happened is the Jewish people, the zealots, started to get control of, uh, of uh, Jerusalem and, and Judea. And the Romans had to put down the uh, rebellion. And they came in and, and put uh, Jerusalem under siege. And, and they came in and they built large scaffolds and they piled it with wood and they set it ablaze. And that just uh, the build the the stones just um, collapsed and came to the ground. And and so they would sift the ashes and look for gold and all the rest of it was dumped into the Kidron Valley. And as Jesus did predict uh, correctly, not one stone was left. And he continues his discourse explaining a lot will happen. And, and I think the most important things is not so much that, hey, this is happening and that happenings, and that means Jesus might come back tomorrow. But there's a lot of things that are going to sow doubt, and there's going to be a lot of time. As we've learned in reading like First Kings, just um, First and Second Kings talks about these guys who did evil in the sight of the world, and then they rule for 23 years or 30 years or 15 years. How long does this go on? And so however long it goes on, our job is to stay, remain steadfast and faithful. So this, that's been probably one of the main focuses of Trinity is contrasting the faithful and the unfaithful. And so some things we learned during Trinity are the wealthy are not wealthy forever. And we learned that all men die. We learned sometimes it, it seems that evil prevails, even though it doesn't. Uh, one thing we learned from the book of Kings, especially as judgment comes, and one thing above all is that God is always faithful. Solomon's to-do list, like all good to-do lists, is, his, is to accomplish tasks that lead to a goal. And Solomon gave us a blueprint to accomplish our calling, as written in Matthew in this chapter, as Jesus said, But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And he also says the gospel of his kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. So our job is to remember that and remember that no matter what's going on around us, uh, we, we are called to faithfulness, steadfastness, and to be his witnesses. Let's turn to the intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. 
Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our, our supplications at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We beseech thee to continue thy gracious protection to us this night, defend us from all dangers and mischiefs, and from the fear of them, that we may enjoy such refreshing sleep as may fit us for the duties of the coming day, and grant us grace always to live in such a state that we may never be afraid to die so that living and dying we may be thine, through the merits and satisfaction of thy Son, Jesus, in whose name we offer up these our imperfect prayers. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you for Robert, my co-leader, for um, helping us get through um, the prayers today and reading so well. I apologize for this dark room. I'm not at home. <laughs> Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Deacon. Oh, my Thanks, pleasure. Deacon Thank Bob. you. Have a good night, everybody. So, Robert, you're still you still there? You left. Oh, thank you, Cheryl.